landscape of jazz changing right in front of our eyes. Back in the 50s, you could hear players like Miles Monk or Bird play at the hottest clubs, but nowadays you can hear musicians on Instagram reels. My name is James, and I'll be interviewing Abe, a rising star that goes by the alias of Telemachus. His most recent project, The New Heritage, captivated audiences with a fresh sound and unique players. Throughout the interview, we'll talk about his personal life, the role of jazz in his world, and many other topics. You're listening to On The Scene, hosted by James Pacman. So how did you come up with the alias of Telemachus? I came up with that name because in high school, I was very inspired by the Odyssey. And it's, it's this old book by Homer. It's a Greek tale. And I just love the story of the Odyssey. I really identified with the character Telemachus because his dad is kind of absent for a long time. And he has to take care of his mom. That's the story of my life. Could you go a bit more in depth about your childhood and what growing up in New Jersey was like? I grew up in Jersey up until I was five or four. So I don't really remember it, but I remember a little bit. I just remember not feeling very welcomed. I'd say my childhood was surrounded by my family and my mom is an artist. She always created a household where, you know, if you have free time that you should be doing something creative with it. The only thing I wanted to do was listen to music and like I would go to the library burn a bunch of jazz CDs, just listen to everything. I realized that I just had a need to express myself. You know, I wanted other people to experience this creative feeling. I got into Instagram and I would upload my music the same way that you're doing. And it's it's really sweet to see because that's how I started. I just would upload stuff. Before I knew it, like I, I met so many musicians on there. It just became more of a community. And then that's really how I, I made my album because I met all these musicians and it doesn't matter where they're from, but we all like and listen to the same stuff. That sounds really cool. Um, but why choose to broadcast your creativity over Instagram rather than go the conventional way of gigging around with players that, as you said beforehand, like and listen to the same stuff? Why not go that conventional route? Uh, the reason that's a good question is because it's where I was based out of. The place I, I come from is it's like the Silicon Valley. It's the Bay Area. And at least where I'm in, I was in Cupertino. There was really like no jazz musicians. There was no one wanting to improvise music. Like all the kids in my high school and middle school were just reading music, classical. So I'm just going to forge my own path and meet people on this app. And then it, it somehow worked. There's things about Instagram I don't like, but I really appreciate how much it connected me to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going back on how you mentioned listening to just practically anything you could get your hands on, especially the greats like Herbie Hancock and Ron Carter. Do you believe at a point that one could listen too much and become too saturated in music, completely losing their own sense of personality and own sense of direction? That's a great question. I think that when you're young, it's you shouldn't think about that because I, I used to try to think like that. But I realized like if you keep culminating all your influences and you keep doing that, you'll end up sounding like yourself in that process. What are your thoughts on Instagram being the new way for musicians to reach an audience and cultivate the fan base? I think it's undeniable how Instagram is a part of the scene today. It's kind of sad for me, but it's also just 
a reality that we have to accept because if you don't accept it, then you'll just fall behind. I do think that the scary part of Instagram being the new wave is that there's always new like social media apps and there's always new things coming that I feel like we can't rely on one app. I think it's it's best if everyone really accepts what Instagram is, but I think it's good if we take it with a grain of salt because it's not it's not how it should be necessarily. And basically that I think that Instagram is the future, but it's the future in a way that it's taking all parts of people's lives and just shortening it. It's making you less significant to other people and it's causing like kind of a shorter attention span that helps but it also just doesn't help in a lot of ways i think it's definitely helping my future but it's also kind of um it's dangerous because it's like you can't trust when it's always going to help you and like it takes a lot of effort to realize the trends of today and what people are into and it's challenging but i think i'm excited to keep pursuing it at least one thing that I've noticed is a common theme between your posts on Instagram and your album is collaboration. How necessary do you think collaboration is as being a part of your work? Yeah, I that's a good question. I um I really do do that a lot. Like I love to just collaborate with people because I feel like I've handpicked and chosen everyone that I identify with musically and harmonically. The pandemic is also what kind of changed my life. We were all stuck at home and I remember like especially in March when the, when the pandemic hit, I had nothing to do. I was like, you know what? Everyone's at home. So why don't I just like DM and like message all these people that have nothing better to do? And then through that, I, I made friends and I'd be messaging people. So my next album, especially, it's the same. It's even more like that because I was I was disabled and I was injured with my hand injury because I suffer with um, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Because of um, that, I couldn't play for a long time. So I needed my help from my friends to like, send me parts or like help me complete a song and i even learned how to play with my feet how do you plan on going about let's say maybe 10 20 30 years from now playing music for a living how are you going to find a way to sustain it it's definitely scary um i've been thinking about it a lot lately but i think with the kind of attitude I have of like, I have many interests and that's why I i didn't want to go to music school because I wanted to educate myself in other things and have other career options that allow me to do music full time. But I understand how hard it is financially now with Spotify, like record deals are not the same. I wouldn't receive the same amount of money that I would maybe in the 90s or wherever the main issue with the, being a musician financially is just how hard it is to maintain it it's like i'm excited to go on tour but i know that that's not going to mean i'm going to be super rich and successful but i'm planning to just kind of maintain like a teaching regimen touring i might have a part-time job so i'm going to have to do a lot of things to figure it out i might soundtrack try to do soundtracks in this day and age as a musician you have to find many sources of income to be a musician you can't just be like oh i'm just gonna gig and then 
that's it. Would you ever consider going to school solely for music, like a conservatory? But I do think there's there's that those schools train you in such a deep way to be such a great musician that's undeniable. But for me personally, I don't think I would want to do that. I feel like these things are structured in a way that it used to be effective like a long time ago, but it really just is not now. I'm just glad I didn't have to pay like however much tuition to go like to the new school or Berkeley College of Music. Being that Instagram has played an important role in your life, what is another very important event that has changed your life? What kind of really changed my life was I was playing soccer one day. I was jumping up for a header from a free kick and like the goalkeeper was much larger than me and he, he was trying to catch the ball right when I was trying to head it into the goal and he need my back like so badly that I was I just was laying on the field in like severe pain the next day I went to school but something felt wrong it was really a bad pain so i went to the hospital and then the doctor initially is like oh you're fine like it's okay but my mom insisted like hey please give like do an ultrasound and then we found out that i had ruptured my spleen and my my spleen essentially exploded so i was in the hospital for a while and then right after that that's when i completely put myself into music because i was i was bedridden for months in my eighth grade and that affected me a lot but i felt it didn't affect me that much because i had stuff to do you know i was on my ipad making beats i was like inspired by like dilla on his hospital bed i was like yeah like let me make beats while i'm in the hospital but that really the more i think about it, that completely changed my life i just I probably wouldn't have really considered music as like my life if that didn't happen. What's going through your mind while you're trying to create music and trying to live your life? Like, is there any mantra or, or philosophy that you follow? Yeah, the one is that it's like super corny and everyone says it, but I've realized that's how I feel. And it's to trust the process. You have to trust yourself and especially the process. What I mean by that is that when you're writing music or you're playing you're creating art as soon as you get in your head and you don't trust how it's sounding or yourself that's kind of when you've lost the game because you won't be able to express yourself as freely and authentically i just remind myself that you know i've done this enough and i have to trust the process there are many things that the listener can learn from this episode one of them being to trust the process amongst many other things and valuable pieces of advice and information provided by my good friend abe I want to thank him for participating in the interview, and I would like to thank you, the listener, for providing the most valuable asset that you have. I'm your host, James Pacamo, and I would like to thank you for listening to On The Scene. Thank you.